This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome to the last hour of uh, the Power Zone on Power 98.7. Our time is 10 minutes after 2 o'clock. And of course, we're doing it all together, uh, all the way to uh, the hour 3 o'clock. And this is where we've been bringing you uh, conversations on uh, the first installment of uh, the Power Zone uh, for the year 2024. I want us to uh, shift our focus now and look at what has been happening across uh, the globe, uh, just uh, there in Uganda. Uh, we know very well that uh, really we're hearing of atrocious cases uh, coming out of that particular country. The latest one being that of a well-known gay rights activist in Uganda, Stephen Kabuye, who was attacked and stabbed, we are told, by unknown assailants this week. Uh, This has been attributed to what has been described there as a growing intolerance of members of the LGBTQI plus community fueled by politicians. Remember that Uganda has been in the news and under the spotlight for uh, quite some time now uh, following them uh, passing uh, that act uh, that would then uh, see homosexuality as uh, a violence of homosexuality as unlawful uh, there in that particular uh, country. So uh, this morning we've roped in uh, Tabzi Mabezani. Uh, Tabzi is uh, a board of director uh, at Vuka Rainbow Movement and and Transuri organization. Uh, She's also a queer and GBV activist joining us uh, this morning uh, to just go into uh, this story as we try by all means to also uh, find out uh, the state of affairs where uh, Stephen Kabuye uh, is concerned because the last time uh, we heard that uh, Stephen was in hospital. So you at home, uh, you're welcome to give us a call. Uh, This being on 0861-987-000 this morning as we go into uh, news and developments uh, coming out of uh, Uganda. Tabzi, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Are you well? Yes, I'm very much well this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank you very much for giving us uh, your time. Really, uh, just a lot coming out of Uganda. Uh, those atrocities are continuing here. And this is something that, uh, you know, a lot of activists cautioned uh, about in the lead up to uh, the passing of this act uh, to say that it's going to lead uh, to more uh, people being victimized in this particular regard. Members of uh, the LGBTQI community are being targeted uh, because of uh, these developments around uh, the act uh, and and how then uh, the law and uh, parliament and parliamentarians and politicians uh, tend to uh, view uh, issues of homosexuality there in Uganda. We're hearing now uh, that uh, the latest in this particular regard is that case of Stephen Kabuye who was attacked uh, in this particular regard. What is happening there, Topsy? Okay, thank you very much. So we were, as activists, um, we we work globally, internationally, and I'm currently serving in South Africa, but also serving on an international level, right? Mm. And we received this um, video of this um, activist being brutally beaten um, to an extent that um, he had to hold the phone for himself and... Um, take a video of himself, please save my life. But um, 
it was very hard for us to save um, the poor activist life um, while we are all over the world and we are still trying to to find ways to intervene with this um, LG and, and, uh, LGBTI law that came in in Uganda. Mm. And it, it, it points to hate, uh, a crime. When you look at what's been happening over time, uh, how does Uganda then uh, categorize uh, these kind of attacks? Because uh, we know as we speak right now uh, that, uh, you know, that law or that, uh, you know, a bill that was signed into an act and law has, has kind of compromised members of the LGBTQI plus. That's true. It, it has actually compromised the members of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, however, um, there's a lot of contributions, like you said previously, mm-hmm. and it's not just politicians, but it's also religious groups and cultural um, cultural groups that are also intervening into this matter, and. You know, it's just a minority group. It's not a large group mm. of um, heterosexual people. Mm. It's just a, a minority group that are suffering because of their sexual orientation and gender identity. And this anti-LGBTI law has has really destroyed them. Destroyed each each individual in the LGBTI's community in terms of traumatizing their minds mm. and um, you know it's hard for them and it's very emotional and this has driven us to a different state whereby we do not know how we can contribute as, as we stand in solidarity with other activists um, coming from all the way globally globally mm. Mm. And also then when you look at uh, what has happened there in Uganda uh, since uh, the passing of that bill into an act, uh, would you say that uh, as we see some of these cases uh, like this case of Stephen come out, uh, this tends to touch uh, the politicians in a way that uh, they would then take into cognizance the fact that uh, this, uh, the decision to attend or pass this bill into an act uh, would lead to some of the consequential areas or issues coming out or cases exacerbated by uh, this move by politicians. Where do we place them as we see some of these cases uh, come out? That's actually a very, very good question. You know, um, at this point, um, you know, with this um, activist, um, um, Stephen, the story is obviously not going to be out there. Well, he had to contact us via different media platforms. But although I don't think that any politician within Uganda are aware of such incidents, and, you know, it, it does not actually better um, than implementing a better law that will protect the human rights of LGBT, uh, uh, individual human rights, I mean, individual peoples of, um, of LGBTIQ plus community. And when we, are t- when we are talking about the sensitivity in this, um, there's a lot that needs to be um, spoken about within the parliament and they need to then come back to a, a clean mental state, right? Whereby um, 
as they sit in, sit, in, sit in the parliament, they need to be honest with themselves because um, there's a lot of interdiction. It's not just politicians, like I said. Um, they have came up with so much um, um, information where they, 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 they retract from the Bible itself and they retract into cultural norms. But then how does this... How how did they come together to talk about this when culture and religion does not even get along themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that needs to be, we need to be truthful to ourselves, especially President um, Museveni. He needs to, he needs to, to prioritize and just have an opening, an open ear, an open heart and learn to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, Mm. Yeah, the, the, the learning to unlearn. I mean, that is something, and and you mentioned something very important to say. Uh, we're seeing issues of religion as well uh, playing a huge part uh, in terms of some of the decisions that were uh, taken by Parliament in this particular regard. But also, when you look at the case of Stephen Kabuya, this is one person uh, that is a staunch activist uh, there uh, in Uganda. Uh, really, when you look at what has been saying, is the director, the executive director of a colored voice that advocacy group looking into issues of lgbtqiq lgbtqi plus communities and also when you look at what has been happening over time tabsi there are we hearing of a lot of activists now just going into exile like stephen kabuya at some point he was in kenya he had to go into exile in kenya we have some of those activists even here in south africa that have had to flee uh, from their homes so that they can come into uh, South Africa uh, for a refuge and a safety in this particular regard. So when we see some of these developments, uh, what does this mean then for uh, the work of activists, for activism work uh, over time uh, when we're seeing them uh, being targeted uh, like this? Because uh, one of the things that uh, Stephen said as well here uh, was that he feels that he was targeted uh, because he's leading the this organization he's a member of the lgbtqi plus community he's an activist well known over time and that these people wanted to kill him because of this particular regard so when you look at all of these developments what does this mean for the work of activists that's a very good question again you know um as you said, um, they they come into different countries, and like South Africa, they came. They also came to. They came in as refugees. So the activism is actually carried. They 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 still carry on with this activism wherever they are. But also, um, not everybody is able to afford. Um, a travel, uh, uh, traveling fees to come all the way to different other countries, right? And it's it it puts us in a place whereby now it becomes overwhelming because we have issues not all over the world. It's not only in Uganda, and we're still working with other issues. And whenever they decide, it's it is us who needs to empower the the activists that are coming from Uganda and give them the necessary tools that they can use to to defeat this um 
anti-LGBTIQ plus um, um, law that is being in place, that is being implemented, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need to be, we, we need to remind them about the importance. But as well, it's also hard because now they come here and they're devastated and now they need to, they need, they need healing, right? They need healing so that they are able to have the same power that they carry out, right? It's not an easy thing. Our activism grounds are not the same because like, um, or I should say that South African activism is, it has a very, 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 very powerful um, ground because of how we stand in solidarity and how we have suffered all the way from apartheid era, right? Mm. And it's always a reminder. Well, with with Uganda, there is no reminder of a certain struggle, and this is why President Museveni would never stand out and say, um, you know, let's try and have remorse, let's try and understand, let's try and learn, you know. Mm. But, yeah. I'll just leave it there. Yeah, and in terms of also the solidarity uh, that we're seeing uh, coming out of other countries uh, like South Africa, I mean, at least here, it's a bit better, it's easier uh, for people to organize and, uh, you know, heal proper and uh, they they become safe uh, in a mm-hmm. way because they're sheltered by uh, the constitution. Uh, when you look at uh, these countries uh, and, and countries that also uh, continue to uh, trade or or do other business and the likes uh, with uh, Uganda, uh, what, what could be their uh, responsibility in terms of forging solidarity in the condemnation of uh, what has been passed, this act that has been passed uh, that would really come across as the a clear violation of basic human rights where members of the LGBTQI plus are concerned? Is just condemnation uh, through uh, statements or, or or TV interviews enough uh, that would actually send a stand warning or a message to Uganda uh, that we are in condemnation of uh, your stance here where members of the LGBTQI plus are concerned, especially when we're hearing of uh, these cases that are continuing unabated uh, there in Uganda, attributed, of course, uh, to the signing into uh, law of this particular act. True. So um, I, I, I love I love how you're coming up with your questions. You know, it's actually giving me um, <laughs> certain ideas on how should we could actually deal with this whole um, this whole anti-LGBTI law that has been implemented in Uganda. Um, although, right, um, th- there has been a couple of um, traders that have been trying to pull out um, of Uganda taking away the businesses, um, taking away health services, right? But then um, it's, it's also, it, it, it becomes also hard because then, um, you know, some other people are innocent and they won't, they won't be able to access these businesses. They won't be able to access these health services, right? But although it is important for them to know that the countries that are, are supplying these businesses or are giving services of health are also our huge, uh, hugest supporters within the LGBTI community, right? And it takes us back to understanding that 
um, they need to come to one understanding with the whole um, parliament people who are involved, all the politicians, and understand the 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 the, 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 the what's going to happen in the future, and it might destroy the future for the, the rest of the people within the country. But because President Museveni wants to be like Robert Mugabe and thinks that, um, you know, he, he can deal without these businesses, he can deal without these health services and build it on his own, that's his mindset. But not understanding that it's not about him, it's about the rest of the community, the LGBTI community and other vulnerable people. Uh, uh. And also when you look at uh, what has been happening, uh, then uh, would you say that uh, really uh, we could see uh, some sort of sanity prevail uh, eventually as the years uh, go by? Uh, Would you say that uh, maybe uh, this is more of a time more than ever for activists uh, from across the globe to unite uh, like you have united with Stephen in this particular regard uh, to show those that are in Uganda uh, that you are not alone and that maybe one day uh, things can turn out uh, for the better uh, looking at the fact that like you're saying uh, it doesn't look like uh, President Museveni in this particular regard has been moved by all of these condemnation and and some of the uh, you know backlashes that he's gotten over time meaning that uh, this is uh, the more of a time for airlines to really come together uh, to ensure that those that are in Uganda and across the country are not alone in terms of understanding where they find themselves right now. Yes. So um so basically we have a strong solidarity. Mm. We have been doing a photo up since last year. We mm. had a picket in Pretoria at the Union Building where we also asked that that we stand in solidarity and fight for the human rights of LGBTI individuals that are living mm. within Uganda, right? Mm. And we have came up with different um, different strategies on how we can at least try and assist. But now as well, um, there's also quite a bit of issues there mm. because um, remember as much as they are targeting these the, the LGBTI community and targeting the activists. Remember that also the families of these people are also targeted. The parents of these individuals are also targeted. You know, so we we well. What I know is that um, PIVSAC. Um, uh, parents, Families and Friends of South African Queers is an organization that deals with parents and families mm-hmm. were trying to find um, a, a strong solidarity in how to support the parents and families that are that, are that side in Uganda and see what, what better um, what better strategies can they use and what resources can they use to, 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 to bring up the, the, the solidarity but to the rest of the global activists Right, the rest of the global activists, um, they're very busy, they have a lot of issues, like I said, around the world. It's not just Uganda, right? And it becomes a very, it becomes very hard because, like I say, we are a minority group, and at the same time, the activists also become a minority and becomes a small group. And now we need to fight against a whole um, tons of people, right? So 
and try and bring in information that will make them understand the, the uh, understand LGBTIQ plus people yeah. in a better way, right? So the message here is that I think in this 2024, I think we need to come up with better strategic plans on how we can bring in stronger solidarity and trying to 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 trying to get um Museveni and these politicians and these people of all religious groups and cultural uh, cultural groups to actually give us a listen here and understand mm-hmm. what we are trying to say what are we we just want we just want peace we just want people to live like one and so the message today will be that i think activists really need to sit down and try and understand that um they are living in a better state and others are dying and therefore we need to really stand up for uganda because this is one of <laughs> the most tragic uh, the most terrible um traumatic events that i've ever seen in the world ever since i have been an activist of Besides me being an activist since I was an LGBTI community. Yeah, it's just disheartening, especially when you hear uh, that the cases are going uh, on unabated. And and I love the fact that you've included the element of families as well, uh, because at times we don't tend to really get to understand what families are also going through as they try to navigate uh, the challenges faced by, uh, you know, their loved ones that are members of the LGBTQI plus uh, community. But before I let you go, Tabzi, I wanted to find out how's, how's Stephen doing? Uh, the last time I saw that he was in hospital, uh, do you perhaps know if he's been discharged and what is his state as we speak? Okay, look, um, with with Stephen, it's it's very hard for us to actually have any conversations and mm. understand what is actually happening because of his safety. So we 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 uh, we don't have much information, but um, as time goes on, we'll keep on communicating mm. and and try and find out how he 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 or how he is doing um, in hospital. Um, although um, I think everyone has seen the video of his injury, um, I'm very sure he's very unconscious, and mm. we just want him to to bring us a, a better explanation of what exactly um, transpired for him to be in this condition. So yeah, we don't have much information. Mm. Although um, before you you close, I'll just I would like to actually yes. say this. You know, it's, I think it's very important. Um, with the crisis that is happening right now in Uganda, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very hard one. You know, um, we might get over it in the next one year or two years, but it's gonna be another stepping stone to actually go and share information with the communities so that they understand. LGBTIQ plus people in a better way. So this will be an ongoing thing. So if Museveni cannot stop it now, it's a delay for us to actually stop the community that's going to still have this mindset of um, gays and trans or lesbian people being ungodly. 
Yeah, no, uh, that is definitely true. Uh, Tapsi, uh, please don't be a stranger. We'll have you back very soon. Uh, so we continue uh, with the good fight in trying by all means to spread out the activism work and the message out there as much as we can. We really appreciate you giving us your time this morning. Thank you very much. Tapsi, coming through there, uh, Tapsi Mabezana, as a queer activist, uh, someone that uh, really was uh, letting us in on the work that has been done over time around developments uh, there in Uganda. Tapsi is an activist and a board of director at VUCA Rainbow Movement. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.